Hello, everybody. Good morning, Rick. Good morning, man. How are you today? I'm doing well. How are you? Awesome. I want to say right off the bat, hit that bell, ring that bell. Hit that and bell. Hit that, uh, hit that like button. Help us out. Gets us out. Hey, we've been getting a lot people. of good feedback. We have been. A lot of views and uh, uh, people posting yeah. on the YouTube channel and uh, providing some feedback and comments and all those things i keep yeah. i keep saying make sure people uh, throw us some questions in there that always helps and keeps i like things fresh I, I really do i really like the questions that's awesome yeah and um this last episode we did we got a lot of feedback on that as well people yeah we're really encouraged that always blesses us right well it sure does that's I why mean, we do this yeah we know that it's people are watching coppers it's the families. engagement that makes a real difference yeah it does so ask us anything can I ask you something? Sure. I don't know if you've noticed, but uh, you you want to share anything about this monstrosity? Oh, of, uh, the trophy! Yeah, hmm. yeah. Look and at your that. fishing compulsion. Isn't disorder. that beautiful? Mike? <laughs> <laughs> do not pray for that. <clears throat> um, you want to share about this? I do. It appears that you do. I do because uh, I've been doing this for about twenty-seven years had different partners on and off this uh carl bell's last guy that's been with me for a long time but um, no one will be surprised that we're not going to let an episode go by where we do not mention fishing that's true okay go ahead but we won the trophy Mm. we won the competition Uh, my arch nemesis pastor tony atkinson okay uh and uh and richard uh we outfished them we won by almost six pounds. Hey, that's pretty substantial. Fish in competition. Four days, yeah, in super heat, 90-degree weather, all that. Four days. Four days. We won a four-day tournament, and uh, we get some spiritual work done and some uh, other things at the same time. But So this is a real deal. It's a real deal. It's okay. a grind, man. How we, long have you been doing You know, it? the pros fish for eight hours. We fished for 12 each day for each four day days. For four days. How long have you been doing this little tournament? Yeah, about twenty-seven years. Wow. Yeah. So, wow. Yeah. Hmm. And uh, of course, you know, one of the guys made these trophies. They're awesome. It's more about bragging rights, but uh, <laughs> but you know, uh, Pastor Tony, he when he wins, he, he just digs it in really deep. Oh. And so I just determined it's kind of like David and Goliath, you know, because. Hmm. Honestly, he is a monster outdoorsman. This guy is a brute. I mean, he is. He probably could have been a pro fisherman. No, no kidding. Wow, sportsman guy, all that. Well, I know and a he, lot of the people the call that of God follow the channel will appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, and uh, he probably could have, you know, fished the MLF or whatever. Uh, but they even get breaks. You know, they get. But you cannot have a break. So he's a formidable foe. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't misunderstand me. But He's also one that has been defeated. So in life, <laughs> in life, you you uh, you go through these moments where you face an insurmountable challenge, something that's just oh, I mean, you're looking at a mountain. Uh-huh. But if you will just stick to it, I I told her Is that we, the we had an agreement, here? me and my partner, <clears throat> we're going to keep lying in the water. I think we took like 30, 45 minutes for lunch, fished 12 straight hours, foot on the trolling motor, lying in the water, bait working, 
and we smoked them, man. Hey, we good won. for you. Good for you. And, well, congratulations. Uh, yeah. All so, around. Claps all around. So, uh, What was the biggest fish you caught? They were not very big fish. Okay, uh, so this is about quantity. This is about quantity. Total even we did weight, do weight, total, total poundage. Weight. Yeah, yeah. Mm. so uh, we were at over 56 pounds. And, oh, wow. Uh, but they were small, but a lot of them. All right, uh, so over four days. It had, to be, it had to be at least a pound to weigh. Okay. So a lot of smaller fish, but it had to be at least a pound. So we caught 30, 40 each No day. quantity limits? Uh, didn't go off a of quantity. It was all uh, five fish weight okay so you're right, so. your you're top five fish yeah top five I fish gotcha. each yeah. okay yeah so well uh, look yeah. at you put them in the boat so you're the 2022 champs 2022 champions well congratulations we are the champions yep 2022 champions well it's definitely apparent that uh something occurred when you look at this uh tower of a trophy <laughs> I think actually it's kind of like a four before post cut off and stained, <laughs> but it looks really good. It does look good. Yeah, and then there's big bass. Mm. I think big bass this year. I missed that by point one two ounces. Hey, it matters when you're uh, going so, by weight. Yeah, so I won it. Yeah, I've won big bass before, but That's missed really good. missed on that one. It's a nice rod and reel and a and a belt that goes around your waist. So oh wow, Pastor Tony won that one, but okay. He did not take the trophy home mm -mm. and the bragging rights of being the so champions. So you keep that for the year, and then it's up for grabs next year. So you keep that for the year, and you get to choose your bedroom and bathroom at the next event. Oh, okay. You know, for lodging. Do it again for lodging. Okay. You get the best room. You get the best, you know, you get your pick. You mm. get your choice. And, uh, and then also everybody has to buy you dinner and do all that. So. Wow. Yeah, this is pretty extensive. There's, you don't get a crown or anything. I thought that was a little weird. Hmm. But, but you do get some wonderful perks. That's For the cool. old FCD, yeah. Fishing Compulsion Disorder. Yeah, there you go. All FCD. right. Well, I still look forward to the day where, <clears throat> I don't know, we could, I don't know, take a ride on your boat or something like that. Maybe um, step foot on yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, well. You, Maybe just on the trailer. You're going to have to. I could just stand kind of, on it. I don't know. Yeah. Sit in I the seat. It's like. You might have to take like a day off. Oh, okay. <laughs> it, listen. Even, All right, I'm ready to move on. Even a, even like an, a half a day off. I got you. In order to do that, the last I checked, uh, boats don't work down uh, on the you know yeah. down, downtown well, hey, at the city county uh, building. We've uh, <laughs> we've been a little busy. We've had a few things going on. So while you and were wonderful fishing, things while you were fishing, that's right. Uh, we were doing a lot of work with uh, our uh, National Law Enforcement Memorial. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, and Police Week. <clears throat> so uh, for law enforcement <clears throat> folks, they're they're familiar with this, but others may not be. We, uh, for the last couple of years, we haven't been able to do the traditional memorial services right? Uh, due to the pandemic and COVID and <clears throat> all the challenges there, but... Uh, last year, we were able to do one that basically made up for about two years' worth of memorials in October of 2021. And then this year, we got back on track. The annual memorial is always, usually, uh, always scheduled for May. Uh, May 15th is Law Enforcement Memorial Day. That was established yeah. all the way back by President Kennedy. Wow. And, uh, and then <clears throat> since about the late 80s going into the 90s, we've done an actual memorial service in Washington, D.C., 
and in the early 90s, we had the establishment of the Law Enforcement Memorial Wall. I was going to ask you, so that, yes. Yeah. Because they dovetail that with uh, putting the names on the wall. That's right. All so, the officers that are. That's right. So each May, we add the new names from the prior year yeah. of fallen officers to that wall. You know, an interesting fact, that Law Enforcement Memorial Wall, it's inside Washington, D.C., the District of Columbia. It's the only living <clears throat> memorial within <clears throat> the district. So think about that. All yeah. the memorials that are in D.C., the police wall is the only living memorial where we're still adding names new names on. every Isn't that year. amazing? You know, my wife's dad's name is on there. Yeah. You were actually helped get that done. Yeah. And I thank you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's very important. And yeah. so this year we actually, it was the most names ever uh, that we uh, added to the wall. We added 563 new names. Wow. Uh, that included line of duty <clears throat> deaths uh, that people think of like felonious attacks and things such as that or officers that were killed in a car crash or whatnot but it also included covid related line of duty deaths and then um, something that a lot of people unfortunately are starting to forget about but 9-11 a good number of 9-11 legacy deaths where these are officers who worked 9-11 they were on that pile they were exposed to contaminants for an extended period of time and then Every year over the last 20 years, we've been losing officers due to cancer and Gosh, other exposure-related oh, 20 deaths. 20 years. Think about that. Yeah. 20 years. Yeah, you know, and you talk to many officers that were there, and uh, it's it's kind of surreal to talk to them because they all, to a person, tell you, they all anticipate that eventually they're going to die still yeah. from that. Yeah. Uh, when I, I was at the memorial last time, uh, officers told me, uh, you know, and at uh, the conference, yeah, uh, when we had the uh, the national FOP conference here, yeah, and they said, um, uh, yeah, we're gonna die. I mean, it was just straightforward. I said, oh, hold on, brother. No, we, we I, I was there. I worked the pile. Yeah, yeah, I know it's just a matter of time. So, um, we uh, but we got that done. That's a very important thing. Very something that obviously we take very seriously. But the fraternal sure. order of police. They host the National Memorial Service on May 15th. That's on the grounds of the Capitol building. Oftentimes, the President of the United States comes to that service, and we read each of those 563 names this year. But we also present each of those families with what's called a Medal of Supreme Sacrifice uh, from the National Fraternal Order of Police. And, uh, you know, that uh, 563 families. Uh, How many hours did that take? Because that uh, takes. It's, we still were able to achieve it in about three, three and a half hours. That's amazing. Uh, but what we do with that many is we have multiple stations where those medals are being presented. So we have uh, leadership from the National Fraternal Order of Police that all step up and play a role in presenting those medals to the yeah. family, which is a, that's a pretty intense thing to do and you know the other thing is you can see that many of those families the realization is setting in for them that that's really the final individualized memorial service for their loved one and then after that they'll be they'll still be memorialized and remembered but as a group not necessarily individualized so yes so you do pretty surreal time you do uh like a local memorial Local, state, uh, yeah, and then state the national. And the national. Yeah. yeah, and so after we do all that, each of those families then also place a flower 
in a, it's like a star, um, a wreath. And then those two wreaths are then transported in a dignified manner over to the wall. And then we have a short surface over there where we place those wreaths at the wall. Now here's what's interesting. When we take those wreaths over there, this, this tells you about the character of the profession. When we take those wreaths over to the wall, an honor guard then stands with those wreaths the entire time until midnight that night. Holy smokes. So they'll take turns rotating and they'll stay under guard uh, through the remainder of the day through until midnight. And how hot was it? Oh, it was in the 90s. Oh. And, the, and, the and year they're be- not in like white no, dress. No, no. I mean, the year before in 2021, it was pouring down rain. I, I mean, torrential yeah. rain. And they stood there at attention and stood, kept them under guard. And then at midnight, they then, again, under guard, will transport those back to a hotel where those are then available again to the surviving family members. Wow. What an honor. It really is. It really is. It's such a, it's, it's a humbling thing to be a part of yeah. and uh, just a great honor uh, to be able to honor our fallen. I would say those guys have to prepare themselves, guys and gals, uh, would have to prepare themselves to deal with any kind of inclement weather or oh, yeah. to stand there for that long uh, heat, rain, add attention, cold, whatever yeah, it may be. It's like the un, uh, the unknown soldier monument, yeah. right? Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. But it's the, you know, anytime you talk to somebody who's on the honor guard and you thank them for what they're yeah. doing, every time they always say it's our honor. It's our honor. Yeah. It's our blessing to so do So think it. about that. That's, so that's cool. Again, it's the character of the profession and the women and men who make up this, this, uh, this career and then uh, you know just spending time at the wall again yeah. and again I think I shared this before but new panels have now been added to the wall uh, to make room for more names to be added Jesus help us. so yeah when you think about that when you think about wars or conflicts like uh, Vietnam Korea there's an end uh, now they may still be finding remains sure. or sure. adding to it slowly from uh, you know, somebody uh, coming home or their body coming home, they found them or found where they were killed. I think there's still some missing in every conflict or war. But when you think about a living monument, yeah, this profession is not going to cease until Jesus comes back. That's right. That's right. There will always be, started in the Garden of Eden, and there will always be somebody standing on that blue line until yes, Jesus returns uh, with those that he has taken and he sets up the uh, millennial reign. Well, and that's the... And uh, there'll be total the, peace for a thousand years. But Yeah, that's the call upon our life. And so yeah. that's what we do unto death. Yeah. Um, and uh, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's a really unique experience because it really drains you emotionally and physically sure uh to do that uh every year and at the same time it's the greatest honor and you don't want to be anywhere else how many how many officers have you had to help bury that you were very close to Hmm. if you don't mind me asking i know you were on you were on the streets when several of them yeah uh, were killed in the line of duty yeah i would say well i don't know probably 10 to 12 that you know, we're very right close to new of and all sure. those things. And then you think about it with the services and the honors and, 
just through the fraternal order of police and whatnot. I mean, it's just, it's. And you have to relive that mm -hmm. or you go back, you try not to, but you go back into those moments. Sure. Well, my, my heart and my hat is off to you because I know that's not an easy thing to do. Well, you say that and, you know, I think it's important for folks to understand that you have also played a significant role in yeah. many of those yeah. and have actually um, have some names led, on that wall. That's right. Yeah. I've led the services to bury our officers yes, as a chaplain and yeah. led their memorial services and um, gave eulogies and messages at those funerals. Yeah. And that's a lot, you know, you and I talked about that one time, which is, you know, you look at those, it's, there's something unique about the facts with everything that happens. There's only one person that is has that ultimate responsibility of leading the services to lay them to rest. So that's a pretty weighty thing, it but is a weighty. great honor at the same time. And you want to you want to show honor to the fallen officer, and you also want to bring comfort to that family. Yeah, and honor the family and honor the family for it's their not sacrifice. It's the not, officer's that's right. sacrifice. That's, that's right. right. And uh, and they'll deal with that for the rest of their lives as they remain on the planet. So it's an ongoing, it, it, it forges your lives together. Yeah. Um, back way back in the day when I was in martial arts, we made, we were tasked with making a sword and, and the metal that you took and you folded and you folded and you folded, heated up really, really hot. Uh, those layers in that heat and then you beat it out literally with a hammer but it it even in the folds it compressed that metal the more you folded it the stronger it got and then you temper it and do all this stuff dip it in oil and yada mm -hmm. yada yada that's really what happens in times like this when yeah. you're with somebody in a very critical moment of life like that is your lives get through that process your life gets you're slammed together, together. Yeah. tempered together, tempered Melt. together. Yeah. yeah, in the heat of the moment, uh, you get melted together in a fashion that you're just a part of their lives and they're a part of yours forever. Well, um, <clears throat> one of the incidents that we've had—it's a line of duty survival—but we uh, formed a challenge coin from that event, and that's part of the inscription. And we can talk about that some other time. But yeah. the words on there are bonded by blood. Yeah, which um, is what you're talking that's about. Right. That's usually the co-workers and the peer officers, but also <clears throat> the families. Strengthened in spirit. Yeah. Like I always say, whether you're a believer or not, in the middle of that storm, you will cry out. You are going to cry out. And then the third is tempered by triumph. This was a line of yeah. duty survival. So even though we had the survival and we triumphed, right? Right. There is still a tempering that occurs to strengthen you for the next thing. The yep. next occasion. The next deal. Because you know it's coming. It's just like those blank panels. There's always going to be more. And You know, I always think about officers standing at that wall looking at it. Some of them, their names will go on there. Could be any of us. Right. Um, and, you know, you think about that. And then I always say the same thing. And then people say, so what do they do? Uh, they stood that line. Yep. They still go out. That's right. Every day. That's right. Put the belt so, on. It was Suit quite up. the experience. Uh, talking about challenge coins, uh, I yeah. have one here, which is rather unique. That. Show the camera. Uh, we also had the opportunity uh, when we did the memorial. I shared with you that the president of the United States yeah. usually attends, and the president was there this year, and I had the opportunity to 
briefly share a few words with him uh, in my role, uh, <clears throat> some of the other roles that we do. And uh, during that time, I was able to receive a challenge coin from the commander-in-chief wow. with the presidential seal on it. And uh, it was a very, That's very awesome. unique honor and uh, mm-hmm. grateful to that and thankful to the uh, president for his encouragement and also his uh, challenge coin. Well, now your grandchildren can get your Bibles and all that because I know you're going to do that for them. But, but, but I have plenty of Bibles. I, you can just will me the <laughs> It's definitely something that I think is representative for all of our folks and, and all what of our an folks honor. in the profession. <clears throat> and, you know, the honor really is to the office. Yeah. It, it's like being the pastor. Um, when you honor your pastor, it's not just honoring the man. It's really the office he holds. Sure. Because men are men. Yeah, they make mistakes. They do stupid stuff. They say stupid things. I've done stupid, said stupid things. But it's really the office that I hold that sure. anybody would bring honor to. That's right, and that's the same with that. Oh, absolutely. Presidents and, come and what? He's forty. Uh, Joe Biden's forty-six. Six. Yeah. So we've presidents come and go. They live and die. Right. But the office is the office that you honor and That's respect. Right. So Great high honor there. And I think it uh, is an honor for all in our profession. So That's awesome. Very appreciative of that. Well, speaking so, of Bibles and speaking yeah, you've got of... got quite the... Uh, I've got an array here. It's like a wall. It's you a, kind of put a division yeah. in here between us. Wednesday, I, I talked about uh, the Lord being a bulwark, which is like a protection, a, yeah. a wall, yeah. a guard. And um, I've kind of done that today where you're concerned because sometimes you get <laughs> feisty. Uh, you, maybe you should it's build when that you around lean your, in, uh, I get a little concerned. Maybe you should build that around your tower there. So. I don't know if I'm going to get arrested today or something. But uh, in our last episode, we talked about many people have been reaching out and saying, hey, can you talk yeah. about different Bible translations yeah, different or translations. how do I pick a Bible? Uh, to utilize with the discussions that we're having on Remnant Revealed. So we uh, said we would dive into that. So if you don't mind me just kind of talking for a minute about it, I will. This Bible is actually a copy of the 1611, um, uh, the King James version of the Bible. Uh, I don't want to get too deep in the the weeds because we could spend several days podcast on talking about How many translations, translations do you think there are oh there's a lot a whole there's whole a lot bunch. of versions and then there's some perversions so there's a no, lot that's true yeah that's true and then there are what's called paraphrases like this is the living bible but you'll see this word paraphrased hmm. and what they call that in uh, in the literary uh, arena is uh, that it is a what's called a free translation and that means that someone took the freedom to take the Bible and write it the way, mm. a lot, the, the danger of that is yeah. they wrote it the way they wish someone had said it, not actually the way it was said. So if you're not careful, and if you don't know uh, the original, and of course there are, I'm not an expert in this field, I know some about it, Yeah, but uh, there are professors and there are doctors of just uh literary expertise and biblical expertise that do translations, right? Well, and you have made a a point before that there's a lot to be said about just the literary side of the Bible. Right. And it as being a manuscript. That has been scrutinized 
right. more than any other manuscript or written book in the world. So, and has always stood every test with verification oh, and verification, confirmation. Confirmations, geographical. Um, and even people who are unbelievers say it is a history book. And it even mistakes. actual human history right. in the so, world. So having been written and scribed from one generation to another with as few mistakes or graph- grammatical errors, uh, it is the greatest book ever written. So, so let me just throw this out at you. So many officers and just people in general will say one of the things that turns them off or keeps <laughs> almost like a wall between them and the Bible right. is the Bibles that they have seen, probably like the King James Version that is a lot of these and nows. And right, written in Elizabethan and, English, correct. And so yeah. th- it's hard for them to follow, which yeah. then revolves into these other translations that are easier to follow. And so I think the goal is supposed to be, tell me if I'm wrong, if there's a translation or a, a version, a translation that we're talking about, it is where the meaning is the same. It's just written in a way that is easier to understand. Or that's, more relatable. that's more in. So that's always the balance is keeping the literary translation correct right. from the original manuscripts as far back as, as we can go. Right. Um, but putting it in more modern English where it can be uh, easily understood by those who are reading it. Yeah. Uh, some translations, uh, honestly, the King James Version was written at a collegiate level. Mm. Uh, the let's take the NIV, especially the 1984 version of the NIV was written at uh, more of an eighth grade reading level. No, oh, okay. some of the translations are written at uh, fourth and fifth grade reading level. Um, so I don't want to use the word dumbed down uh, in a negative context, but it, it really is very true in that the literary part of that is that they've taken it to lower levels of uh, the ability to... Well, for people to be able to access it. To access it, correct. Now, for many years in the Dark Ages, you couldn't get the Bible. It wasn't translated very much at all. It was all in Latin. Well, and also people didn't have the ability to even hold the Bible. The average person, right. Men, Men have died and lost their lives. Ten, I mean, they've been killed because they translated the Bible where Think the common man could read it. Think about that. So yeah. we talk about officers losing their life for the law. Men have lost their life to write down God's law. Wow. Which is where your law that you abide by and that is protected and that men and women serve that law right. in a community that's where it came from. Apologize for the horses of my voice. Yeah, I got it too with allergies. This is like James uh, Moffat translation. Uh, that's uh, that goes back. Um, so when people say, "Well, Pastor, what translation would you recommend?" I've been reading the King James since I was a child. Mm-hmm. Right. So I I understand it. I, it doesn't bother me. But a lot of people it they struggle with it, and yeah. I get that totally. Uh, today, if you're if you're not going to read the King James, then I would recommend that you read the New International Version 
2011 version. It's been it's been revised. Okay, it started out being translated. They didn't. They they were missing a lot of things. Uh, the translation wasn't very good. Uh, it's gotten better in its revisions along the line. Uh, one of a great theologian of our day, Gordon Fee, uh, he recommends that he is a person who's helped to do so, translations. So you said the new international version is that NIV? That's NIV okay. 2011. Okay. So the more you get ahead, um, which I've read, I, I choose one translation every year. I choose a different translation every so year. So you intentionally read years. different yes. translations. But I always go back to the King James. I gotcha. preach out of it. Just gives you a well-rounded understanding of the different translations. Sure. Um, the new, like the Living Bibles, a paraphrase. The Message Bible, uh, though good and written uh, more in the street Greek language. Mm. Mm. Um uh, Peterson did a good job. I mean, it's a fun Bible to read because uh, he adds some of the, you know, the language of our day in that. Kind of unique to see how he puts some things. Uh, however, it's not a book that I would study with if I were going to be studying uh, for uh, sharing with other people, whatever. Um, New King James Version, again, so here's a big issue that is brought up when people start talking about translations. When they, as translations progressed, it where what's the source of what you're translating? Right, right. What so what? What are those sources? That's the big argument. So this is kind of like the telephone game, right? You can start off with this is what the message is. But as it gets passed down generation through generation, if the translation, the different people involved aren't doing it correctly or they're twisting something, it gets amplified and multiplied over the generations. Or right? let's say we would like it to say something different because it benefits oh, our or cause or benefits want or That's you intentionally Or um, let's say uh, we would currently have like a Masoretic text or... Uh, the Septangent, uh, which are older manuscripts that you would translate from. And then someone were to find, like they did in Qumran when they found portions of the Old Testament, it's like somebody were to find in Israel as they are excavating continuously for artifacts, the whole nation's full of them, they were to find an older version. Yeah. So the further back you can go with original manuscripts, of course, the better or the more clear or the more precise the translation will be. You know, we were talking about D.C., and I've, I think you've yeah. been there too, but if I, I had the opportunity to go to the oh, Museum I, of the Bible. Every Christian should so, go to that, man. That's like the, the Ark and all that over here in Kentucky. This, this yeah. is one of the things that I like to point out to people is that you've got a museum that is about – really nothing but the Bible, all these translations, the history of the Bible. Right. They talk about the Dead Sea Scrolls that have been found and right. and used to confirm word and time and history. Right. Um, you know, but I here again, I just want to go back to, we got cops out there, we've got family members. They're like, hey, this is a whole bunch. Right. I'm trying to find a version of a Bible that is correct, 
but that I can read and understand. I know when, yeah. when I came to that, I spent a lot of time going to bookstores and opening up to me, to me, I don't, I know it's different for everybody. I don't do well with electronic versions and tablets and all that. I think there is something powerful in holding the actual Bible, turning the pages, yep. hearing the pages turn and, and reading it for yourself and underlining or highlighting or Absolutely. marking in your Bible, writing a little note as the is Holy that allowed? Spirit. Oh, is that allowed totally. to write in the Bible? Absolutely. That's not frowned upon. It's not frowned upon. It's important don't, for people don't to know. smoke it. <laughs> right. Don't, don't. So when, when folks are doing that, um, my, my first Bible that I really latched onto was a new living translation. Um, I don't know. It just spoke to me in terms of understanding it. Yeah. And quite frankly, um, being intimidated to, to even pick up the Bible and start reading it. Right. And so it really made, it took those walls down and made it easier for me to do. Um, but I have found the same thing, just the value in actually looking at different translations, even of the same sure. section that you're reading to see the way that it's yeah. written. Which you can buy a parallel Bible that mm. has King James, New Living, NIV, American Standard, wow. uh, all on one page. So you can look at the four different translations. Let, let me read this. This, okay. this will kind of help people a little bit, I think. This is Psalm 119. I love this chapter uh, because it talks about the word a lot. But um, Psalm 119 in in your Bible, in the book of Psalms, and it says, let's look at verse 105. Hmm. And he says, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I have sworn and I will perform it, that I will keep your righteous judgments. Right? So that's in the King James. This is the New Living Translation that you're talking Mm -hmm. about. And he says, your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. I promised it once and I'll promise it again. I will obey your righteous regulations. Mm. So different. Can I read my translation that I have here? This is the... English Standard Version, ESV. ESV, right. And it says, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. I have sworn an oath and confirmed it to keep your righteous rules. Now, see, to me, that is a better standard of what the original, or let's say the King James written closer to the original. Capturing the intent. Capture the intent. Uh, An oath. Right. Yes, an oath and a promise can be similar, but an oath is a much stronger statement than a promise. A lot of people will break a promise. I have it happen all the time. But when you say, I take an oath, Hmm. man, it's like it pulled a piece of your soul out and you staked your life, your reputation. Now, promise today... We see it all the time with marriages, life in general. People promise all kinds of things they don't follow Finances. through. Finances, they don't follow. Would you rather have someone promise to uphold the law or swear an oath to uphold, to the, uphold law. the law? Yeah. yeah, there is. The, yeah. So that translation, to me, knowing, and there's lots of reasons or things that you use or 
it's a science, right? right? So you have to take into consideration the character of the person who's writing it. What were they like? What did they mean when they said it? This is why you need to read your Bible in context. Because you've got to understand, David, when, when, when you see something in Psalm, this is coming from King David, who was a man who knew how to swear an oath, make a covenant. He was a man of war. And he had military buddies and men that he loved stronger than brothers. I mean, they were, they, they were think about the VFW or some of the places you would go and guys sit around veterans affair and their veterans are, or, or come to one of our retiree luncheons and sit right. around with old cops that are, you know, they're crusty. They're been there, done they're that. barnacled mm-hmm. up, man. Been there, done that. But there's there they were in the trenches together. Yeah. When he says, "I promise," it ain't like somebody shook your hand and promised and they never see you again. This man, his intent is on my life. Yeah. I swear an oath. Right. To me, that's a stronger version. So, so it again, really comes back to like the, uh, the the good old phrase "lost in translation." That's right. That's really what that's talking about. That's is right. that the meaning, the context can get lost yep. in translation when we're trying to convey information. But uh, so, when somebody says, "Well, I'm trying to find a Bible," one of the great things that I great downfalls that I think we've ran into is in this information age is it's very hard to find a, a, a physical bookstore that you can go yeah. into and look at different translations <clears throat> and versions Christian, and see them. Christianbooks.com. Christianbooks.com. And I'm, I, I'm not sponsored by that. Don't, nobody pay. Right. I'm just telling you that's where I get right. and where we get a lot of our Bibles and things that we order here or that but we you're take doing on the mission online. field or whatever. Yeah. What about trying to get physically get some of these in your hands to look at and compare different versions? That's the challenge. Okay. So exists. you can go to your public library and most of your public libraries have a whole section. Oh, of that's Bibles. a great point. I never even thought about yeah. that. Yeah. And and you can look at those individual uh translations and about the only and thing I can one. find anymore is a Barnes and Noble or something like that. Yep, where you go in. You can do that, but even it's they a don't, limited array. It's but, a limited, yeah. But at least you can see them, you know. And there's something to be said for just the appearance and I don't know uh, any annotation that's made in the in the yeah. at the bottom of the page. Now, now once it. you get to studying your Bible hmm. uh, for the new Bible study uh, person, I would recommend. This Bible called a Thompson Chain Reference Bible. Hold that up to the camera. Yeah. What is it? Thompson Chain Reference Bible. Okay. There's the binder. You can see the binder. Mm-hmm. And what it does is in the margins, mm. if you have a scripture, in the margins, you can go to that margin. It will give you a topic with a reference number which is in the back, and you can find that reference for more references about that particular subject. But it's also called a chain reference in Mm. that when it does that, it'll give you an address in the Bible, and you can keep moving forward in your Bible to each of those scriptures that were relevant, like the scripture you read. Yeah, I'm thinking so about it some, chains it together, right? <laughs> that can seem overwhelming to somebody that hasn't read the Bible at all and well, just trying yeah. to start. But this is the key point. You will quickly find 
And I can tell you from personal experience, once you start reading the Bible, what I discovered, and I think many people do, is you think, oh my word, this is like it's written for me, which piques your interest even more. It's relatable and relevant to what you're going through right now to the point that you want to study it more. You want to know more about it. You want to do things like this of finding relating verses and chains throughout the Bible that speak to that issue, right? That's correct. Once you, if you were to buy one of these, it it has in in this Bible, it has a list of all of how the Bible was written, how it was translated, where they got their manuscripts from, and then it goes through here, and this book itself breaks things out and will help you understand some right. things about reading the Bible. And it always, help, I think it always helps when you have the Bibles that have uh, <clears throat> maps in the back. Oh, yeah. That, you know, allow to you understand to understand Yeah. And this also has an archaeological supplement in the back. Think about that. So it helps you be able to relate when you read and you're like, well, what in the world does that mean? Where was Kursabad? Or, uh, and it will tell you archaeologically proven places that the biblical evidence is there see that's the thing so people yeah. think well that's so much mumbo jumbo i can't keep it all straight here's the point but the the point is is it's so detailed in all these unique intricacies because it shows and validates that it's literally true and can show you where it occurred to this day to this day that's what's powerful that is powerful uh so we're getting shorter on time but when People say, okay, I'm trying to select a version. That's really a highly personal thing, right? What works for yeah, you? I think I think that is, of course, you want to definitely stay within, even though you're getting it in common English, you want to stay within the best translation that would go back to what is known uh, to be one of the great Bibles of the day, and that's right. the King James. But even more you want to make sure that it is lining up with original text. So right. somebody says, okay, I got, I've got. i picked a translation, and I'm just starting. Right. How do I read a Bible? Because a lot of people will say, has anybody actually read the entire Bible all the way through? Uh, lots of people have. That's exactly right. Yeah, lots. Actually, we do a Bible reader's banquet here at the church, and... Um, it only takes three pages a day. So if you read one page, two page, and then the front of another page, that's three pages. If you read three pages every day. Just three pages. Three pages every day, you will go through your entire Bible in a year. Wow. That's a fact. So then if you multiply that, you'll go through. Well, uh, we just gave uh, some uh we do a little gifts things, you mm-hmm. know, just to, mm-hmm. uh, recognition. Just, yeah. So some nice writing instruments, I don't call them ink pens. You get those at the dollar store for, <laughs> you know, big writing instruments is what that's a night. You don't want to lose that or mm-hmm. give that some, um, we give one of those for people who have read their Bible four times in a year. That's every 90 days. Oh, wow. Right. So that means they have read 12 pages and we're not talking about reading just to read or speed reading yeah. or to flip the pages. It's a true reading to understand. Reading, reading to, to understand. Study. Yeah, there some of the greatest stories you've ever read in your in, in your life are in the Bible. Yeah, 
great love stories, great battles. I mean, yeah, I say there's no greater. It's amazing. It's amazing. Miracles, great miracles that took place. All right, Um, it's in your Bible. It's in your book. So if you do that, uh, you can get through your Bible in one year. And most of the congregation here has done that. How do you study the Word? I mean, you're a you're a Bible man. This is your, you know, people would say, well, that's your profession. That's your job. Well, I was reading my Bible before it was my job. But um, there you go. So how do you how um, do you read it? Well, I read. First of all, I read it. I just read it like you would any book. I do every year, um, and I start at Genesis and just read all the way through Revelation. So you start page one and page go all one the way through. go all the way through. Uh, then I, I've learned to stay fired up and interested by playing little games with myself, right? Mm-hmm. So then I'll read uh, the Old Testament, uh, read the New Testament first, then go back and read the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. Steal my Bible through in a year. Um, then I will look at different topics. To, to look at or read um, different people. I do, I'll do a character study, oh. right? So like an officer who would invest, investigate someone's character uh, or like the FBI or, you know, somebody you, you're going for a job, a government job or whatever, mm-hmm. and they go out and they do a character. Background check. Background mm-hmm. check on, on you. And so I do that because it, you'll find little secrets in here. Well, like, like I always say, it's holy schmoly. It's, like it's written in code. I, yeah, I never put those two, but they are yeah. there together. Um, so that's in studying. So first, I read my Bible just for me for reading for devotional purposes. Then second, I study. Now I have an office full of study materials. I've read things throughout the year. I know certain things throughout the year that I really get burdened about preaching on or sharing. You know, I, I talk to God. What what do you want me to say? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is your deal. Mm-hmm. I give this ministry to him every day. I'm your servant, not the reverse. God doesn't serve me. I serve him. Mm-hmm. So what do you want me to do? Sometimes I have series, you know, I preach in series or thematically preach. Um but uh, a lot of times it's just taking whole chapters or a passage of Scripture and applying it to our everyday life, even though it was written 2,000 years ago. So it's applicable? 4,000. Oh, it still applies. Mm-hmm. still applies to our life every single day. And I think that's what an officer will find or a family member will find. Again, <clears throat> perhaps you're one of those that's intimidated to even pick this up. I just want to encourage you. Just do it. I always always tell my friends, keep the dust knocked off of it. Don't I, I, get a Bible to throw on a coffee right. table, or quite frankly, don't take this the wrong way, to hold up on a bookshelf as like a trophy of like, look, look yeah, here, look I've what got I a have. Bible. Right. That does nothing for you there. Not at all. The power of the Bible and the Word is to yeah. get it opened and That's to right. be reading it and get it from here on the pages through your eyes and down into your spirit. So this is your general orders. Yeah. So so just tell your chief or your commanding officer, yeah, I, I saw, I got a book of the general orders. Yeah, it's on my shelf. It's on my shelf. Yeah. Yeah. But did you read it? Right. Well, no, I, I but I have it. That's what I love I about Bibles it. that you see that are dog-eared, ragged, yeah. wore out. 
highlighted, marked up, and everything, because you know somebody has been studying oh, that yeah. word yep. and trying to make it applicable to their life, and you use it, the power of it. It's an instruction book. It's not a rule book. There are, there are rules, but but it's not. It's an instruction manual right. of how to put life together, yeah. keep life together, hold life together. If you read it, obey it, walk with God in it, the Holy Spirit refills more things as you move forward. Yeah, and I, I want to say to officers, think about this. As an officer in your career, what greater legacy could you have than if you had a Bible that you had by your side throughout your career that you were studying and that you were leaning upon in very challenging times like right. today, that you had studied, that you had highlighted, that maybe you made handwritten notes in, and then at some point in time, after this career is done and over with, you're able to hand that down to a child, pass that legacy down where your son, your daughter, your grandson, granddaughter can pick this up and see what their dad, their grandpa, their grandma was thinking and reflecting upon while they were working the beat, while they were working the street. That's right. What kind of legacy is that? That's oh, powerful, man. You know, people, people ask me all the time, said, oh, wouldn't it be wonderful to, to touch Jesus? said, I touch him every day. Right here. First, John chapter 1, in the beginning was the Word, capital W. Yeah. And the Word was with God and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. It's talking about Jesus. When, I, when you grab the Word, you get some Jesus every day. He is the Word. That's right. The living Word. That's right. All right. And, uh, and it's a living book. I mean, I've read it and I'll continue to read it for the rest of my life. It never gets old. It never gets boring. Uh, I don't read it just because it's my profession. My profession came because I read it. There you go. And the same can apply for an officer. Same can apply for an officer. That's right. Uh, but really, life came. Healing came. Salvation came. Hope. Love. Truly understanding what love and compassion is comes from this book, comes from Jesus understanding what the Holy Spirit says on, in these pages. So understanding the character of God, can we be like him? Can we operate like him? Can we talk like him? Can we live like him? We all bump our head at some point, but but we're striving and doing everything we can to live according to his word. Let me ask you a question being a, a lieutenant and a great cop. Does every cop and every sit which police officers are citizens too mm -hmm. do they abide by every letter of the law that's been written on the books no is that possible <laughs> it's is not that, possible it's not even there's there's laws no we, hesitation need to, we don't there. even know exist but right. they exist right no hesitation but but do you in honor do the very best you can to uphold the ones that you know absolutely and do you also Try to do what you can to protect us in the ones that we know and don't know. Well, not just the letter of the law, but the spirit of the, the law. spirit of the, the law, the intent, which the is context. It's the law in your heart. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Not just the law in your head. What What was your heart when you when you were in that situation? Yeah. What, what What was the heart of the matter? That's right. Right. That's right. The spirit of. Yeah. The human, the spirit of the law. What what was the it's intent? A, think about it. It's the form of culpability. An Thank item you. of culp culpability right. is intent. So we're not knowingly, telling, intentionally. 
knowingly recklessly. Intent. That's right. Right. So we're not telling every officer of their family that we're teaching you how to be perfect. There's a difference in perfect and being perfected. That's it. And one is you will do that for the rest of your life. That's why you do ongoing training. That's right. In law enforcement, that's why you go to qualify with your weapon every year. That's and and hopefully go to the range more than once or twice. Yeah. Jesus help You're us all. You're being perfected. You're being perfected. Will you ever be perfect? No. no. So do you quit and just give up? And go, well, I ain't ever going to the range again. I, I I shot off today. I was off on the right side. I've just I've tried this over and over and over. I'm never doing it again. I'm done with this. No. You know that it is a, it's always going to be a perfecting process. Right? And that's what this is about. And that's what this is about. And God's grace covers you as you move forward in the perfecting of your life within. He doesn't, he's not waiting to judge you and nail you every time you don't, you blow it. His grace, which is his unmerited favor on your life walks with you daily to say, listen, Rick, I already know you're going to blow it. See, that's, that's a, a key, point. but I'm going to cover you. I don't, I think for a lot of people, they think that God is an outcomes focused God. When really, when you read this word, what you find out is he's more focused on the process. He already knows what the outcome is. That's right. You read the last book of this Bible. The devil knows what the outcome that's is. That's right. He's not going to win. So it's the process, the perfecting, Thank the you. process. Gosh, that's so freeing. And that is a critical component for officers to understand that we're talking about. I know this was a different episode than normal, but this was something that many of our viewers in the yeah, you've been Rebuild us. community right. said they wanted to know. Yeah. I hope this helps. I hope it does too. Yeah. There are lots of different, but I would start with those. Yeah. Uh, you know, as long as it's a current translation of the NIV uh, I think you're going to do very well with that and, and the biggest new thing living that, translation is all ESV yeah uh, as long as they are current uh, they've made some revisions in those translations that will help people yeah and uh, I think what the most important thing is is that you you get a Bible you get into the word That's right. and by the way have it with you when you're watching R&R what we want yeah. you to do and challenge you to find do these scriptures is very, <coughs> excuse me, sorry, right. is Follow. verify what we're talking <clears throat> about in here. Don't just take our word for it, and we definitely don't want anything to get lost in translation. So, <laughs> pick right. up the word, uh, fact check us in what we're talking about, and make it m be real to you and your family. Yeah. And I think that's the greatest blessing for this community of R&R &R and everything that we're talking about. I, I just baptized an officer and, and, and his entire family. It's awesome. And, and I read to them out of the Bible another cop. There's a cop in the Bible in Acts. Uh, he works for the jail system. He would be like, <laughs> he, he would be like a correction the, or, or the, um, uh, the warden for a prison. Yeah. And, He's a cop. Yeah. And he gives his heart to Christ, and he and his whole household are baptized. And, and you should have seen the look on those children's face when I talked to them about that. That, that that's in here. That that's in here. That's a right. guy like their dad is in here. And they're like, oh, my gosh, we didn't know that. 
It's in here. That's right. I think it's Acts chapter 16, but it's in here. When you read this, you will find people just like you that are in this book that God loves, touches, saves, delivers, heals. I mean, it's just a beautiful story. Well, and we call this Remnant Revealed a biblical perspective on policing right. and life. Right. It's hard to have that perspective, a biblical perspective, Without if you're not your picking Bible. up the Bible. That's so right. That's the goal here. Hey, listen, yeah. as we close out, we got a lot of uh, pretty traumatic and crazy stuff that's been going oh, on. Oh, my country gosh. Our really. heart's been broken this past two weeks. We it's had the events in Texas and a tragic loss of life and insanity that's going on. And we'll be able to talk about that more maybe yeah, in the next we're, episode. Yeah, we're going to have some more information. More facts yeah. come yeah. out and whatnot. But I think we would be remiss if we didn't just take a moment as we close uh, with a focus on those families, the hurting, but also just our, our nation, our world. Um, we are. And those law enforcement officers on yeah. the front lines of everything that we're talking about. That's right. You want to close us out with prayer Love and to. maybe reflect on that just a sure. moment? Sure. Love to. Father, we come before you today thanking you, first of all, for your word. It's because of your word and uh, what Jesus himself said about the great Holy Spirit, that he would come alongside of us and be in us and comfort us. The only way that you can do that, we try to offer comfort as humans to humans. We try to uh, offer the love and support that they need. And these great tragic events that take place in the human existence and human experience are devastating. I cannot, I don't even want to imagine as a parent um, having to go home to a home that's empty of my children. Lord, our hearts go out to them because we've seen the devastation that those events can have in human life. We ask you, Lord, that you would comfort them. Now, you know the spirit of man. Your word declares that you don't look on the outward appearance, but it's the heart And so we know that you have a way of getting to our heart, our emotions, our minds, and making a difference. And Lord, where we are humanly inadequate, we know that you are greatly adequate in all things. We pray now in unity together, because your word says that when we are in agreement, it's the most powerful prayer there is. We ask you, Lord, that you would touch their lives, touch our nation, Touch the the circumstances that surround these things. Help us make the changes that are necessary and do everything we can to bring about peace in every life in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, man. Hey, I love you. Nothing you can do about it. We love you guys. And thank you so much for watching. Send us a question. Shoot out something to us. Subscribe. Hit that bell, hit the like button, just don't hit each other. And this that's was what I'm saying. Good stuff. Hey, thanks for joining us today. Rick and I trust that you heard something that will help your life. And if you believe that it would help others, please make sure and share. Like and subscribe and hit that bell so that you can be notified when the next podcast is available. God bless you, and we'll see you soon.